I'm getting old, old, old. Just getting old. Just getting old. Just getting old. Welcome to another episode of This Is Getting Old. I am your host, John, and with me, I have my co-host... John Clark. Okay, okay, okay. We'll go with that. Clark, how you doing? I am doing well, and I'm not sure if you're going to mention this, but we have tried this episode already and um, had a little bit of some malfunction, and this is our second attempt. Round two. Um, It's really sad because... We attempted yesterday on Friday, and it would have been our first Friday recording in like almost five weeks. Wow. And it didn't work out, so we're pushing it back to Saturday again. And here we are. It's Saturday evening. Um, we're, uh, I mean, we literally were at least halfway through the episode, at least, maybe even a little bit more, maybe three-fourths, I'm not sure. And we realized, hey, this isn't working. Yeah. And maybe you can tell more about that. Maybe you don't want to. Well, it just, it it was recording, and then it would stop. And then we'd try to record again, and it would do, like, two seconds, and then stop. And then I just got so tired of it. We dealt with it for, like, 25 minutes. And I finally just gave up. And then it deleted the entire file. So I'm like, all right, we're we're starting over. Then he threw his computer across the room. You guys didn't see it. I saw it. It was (laughs) funny, but it was also sad. Oh, my gosh. Let me just say, uh, this week has been a very interesting week when it comes to celebrities. Um, We actually just witnessed the passing of the very popular and well-known Stanley. The legend, Stanley. Yes. Um, it, It was very sad to hear that he went, but... Honestly, I saw him three years ago at a Comic-Con in Chicago, and just seeing him there, not really reacting to the crowd, and just, it felt like he was just a machine at that point of, all right, bring the next thing in front of me, sign it, next person. Like, it was just like that, and it was very sad, and I just was like, God, I'm just ready for him to go, because I'm tired of him looking miserable, and I don't want him to be, like, feeling that way. So when I heard that he, he passed... It didn't hit me as hard as when, like, Adam West died. When Adam West died, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, that's my live-action Batman. That's my first Batman. So when he passed, it really hit me. But when Austin, you know, when Stan Lee passed, it was like, you know, good. You know, he doesn't have to suffer anymore. Yeah, he was. It's not like he was, you know, young. He was 95. So when you saw him, he was still in his early 90s. Yeah. And... He looked old then, got three, fast forward three years later, and I'm sure he was ready, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, and if anybody would like to hear, it's probably the best uh, eulogy, I guess you could say. Um, I listened to Fat Man Beyond, the Kevin Smith podcast that we discussed about two episodes ago, and uh, he they actually had an entire episode dedicated to paying homage to Stanley. And we don't got to get, I mean, we don't got to get too much into it. You can listen to to that. Um, I know at this point, if you're listening to this, his passing happened over a week ago. Yes. So, or or about a week ago. Wednesday. Pretty, uh, yeah, it'll be like a week or, or a week and a day. Yeah. So, um, it just we would be remiss not to say something. Yep. So you know, rest in peace, good Stanley. Okay. Before we get started, I just wanted to tell you I am excited about a beer that I brought to the table today. Um, I have a uh, Southern Tier Cream Brulee, Creme Brulee. Um, it's part of their Black Water series. It's an Imperial Milk Stout. And um, let me see if I can get the audio and let's see if we can hear this. Hold on. I'm gonna crack this open here. <laughs> Did you hear anything at all? Besides no, the, it was decent. Okay. It was better than the um, struggling to open a Budweiser bottle from last week. It was funny. It was a Bud. It was actually a Budweiser can. can and I can't can, remember last time right. I drank beer I out see. of a can. So you see how fancy I am. I got You got to pour this. It's a ten percenter. You got to pour it into your own <laughs> chalice. Um, chalice here. Yes, sir. There you go. Oh my gosh, you it's gonna be fancy. so good. Mmm. That's delicious. Well. I guess we'll start today off by 
simply asking you, um, what's been going on in your mind? Like, what, uh, what would you like to start the episode off with, I guess? Okay, so I, had, I have a hero in my life called um, Dr. Seuss. That's his name. Love him so much. He was such a great, great guy. Um, and one of the books that I read to my daughter almost every night, or at least she's getting tired of it, but she really, really likes it, is um, Fox and Socks. And so I'm just going to read a part, just a quick excerpt, if that's okay. Um, I know this is your favorite one, so um, we'll get into that more, but <clears throat> here we go. When beetles battle beetles in a puddle paddle battle, and the beetle battle puddle in a pud is a puddle in a bottle, they call this a tweedle beetle bottle puddle paddle battle muddle, and, you gotta turn the page. When a fox is in the bottle where the tweedle beetles battle with their paddles in a puddle, on a noodle-eating poodle, this is what they call a Tweedle Beetle Noodle Poodle Bottled Paddled Muddled Duddled Fuddled Wuddled Fox and Socks, sir. Fox and Socks, great book by Dr. Seuss. Speaking of Dr. Seuss, if you don't mind, I'm going to talk a little bit about him, if that's okay. Okay. Well, he was born in 1904 and died in 91. Um, born as Theodore Seuss Geisel. He's mainly known as a children's author. Um, he authored over 60 books under the pen name Dr. Seuss. And um, by the way, did you know the actual German pronunciation of Seuss rhymes with voice? Like it should be Dr. Seuss. Like soy sauce? Like soy sauce. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, but the American pr pronunciation, it sounds more like juice, sounded, sounded a lot better and it stuck. Um, but he attended Dartmouth. Um, one of the worst things I could find that he really did, you know, ever in his life was he drank some alcohol during Prohibition, and um, he was a writer of a uh, the university's magazine, and the dean basically made him quit all extracurricular activities, and um, but he kept writing anyway, and that's when he changed his name from I think it was like Ted Geisel uh, to um, Dr. Seuss. Wait, wait, wait. There wait, you go. Wait, wait. wait. I'm sorry, did you say the only thing that you found wrong was that he had a problem with drinking? Yeah, yeah, well, here, let me just, okay, so, with with Christmas coming up, I'm sure you, you know, you'll, we'll get our fair dose of the Grinch and that kind of thing, and you actually saw the Grinch movie tonight, right? Is that yeah. right, or did you not go? Uh, at 12.45 today, I watched uh, the Grinch uh, Illumination movie, uh, the makers of Minions and uh, ah. Secret Life of Pets. Um, they had uh, Benedict Cumberbatch play the voice of the Grinch. Um, it was a very uh, interesting movie. I mean, it had its good parts. It wasn't what I expected. But let's just go with this. I mean, I'm sure you knew that he was fired from his college magazine for drinking. Right, yeah. yeah. So he was, he was fired, and yeah. um, that's why he decided to still write anyway and went with Seuss. True. And Dr. Seuss. Did you know one of his original books was called The Pocket Book of Boners? Wait a minute. What? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean. Hold on, wait a minute. This podcast, hold on, let me stop you right there. This <laughs> podcast is not an R rated podcast. You're right. You're you have right. to stop. You got to remember that in 1931, when he wrote this book, boners meant to create an heir, of course. Ah. Um, but it's really weird that he actually spawned sequels of this book. Um, such as uh, bigger and better boners, prize what? boners, and boners by those who pulled them. The oh my god! <laughs> All right, so Amelia can't listen to this episode. So um, I just overheard in the background. Sam asked, "What the f am I talking about?" Now I'll edit that part out. The f word. However, Sam, Dr. Seuss's original books was called the Big Book of Boners. She just shot you a bird, didn't she? Yeah, no comment, Sam? Not being a part of the podcast. No, it's, just, it's interesting, you know, because boners meant back in the day to create an error. But it's weird that we translate it today to, obviously, something phallic. Something egregious. Yes. Something that Amelia cannot listen to. Yeah, I'm sorry, kids. Um, Speaking of kids, didn't Do Dr. Seuss just loved all kids around the world, is that right? Yes. Um, he was a big fan of, fan of kids because he forced, they forced their parents to buy them books. Ah. Uh, yeah, because outside of that, I don't know if you know this, uh, Dr. Seuss did not enjoy children. In fact, he was afraid of them. 
So wait a minute. So this episode is going to be a little different than I thought it was going to be. I thought we were going to celebrate Dr. Seuss. Oh, I'm sorry. You thought we were idolizing people. Okay, oh, no. so what are we doing? Oh, no. I'm, bar- I'm burying his name in the dirt. Wait a minute. What about Seussical and, like, Seuss Week? Do they have at schools? And Yeah. Um, people might want to rethink that. Um, I don't know if they know much about him, but uh, Dr. Seuss never had children of his own. And he had a famous quote, you make them, I amuse them. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he also said, in mass, they terrify me. So it's hilarious that a guy who writes book f- books for children cannot stand children. Like, he can't be around children. Wow. So... Okay, so, okay, well, I mean, okay, that's not, I mean, that's kind of weird. Maybe he's got a little bit of anxiety or something, but um, th- that's that's all that he's done that's bad besides the drinking thing, right? Well, I mean, besides that, he was also not a very nice person. As a matter of fact, his second wife uh, did have children when they got married, and his daughters and her daughter said that on his bad days that he was a Grinch. And uh, Seuss actually based the Grinch, as we forementioned, um, on himself because uh, he actually drove around with a license plate Grinch on his car. Oh, did he really? So, well, then that means his um, heart was 10 sizes too small. Uh, Is it 10? Two. Right? I think it's two sizes too small. Oh, just two? Yeah, I think it's just two. Um, but I did just mention, you know, he had a second wife. Well, did you happen to know what happened to his first wife? I do know she passed away. Yeah, you're right. She did pass away. Um, I just imagine it's probably, you know, probably in the, in the night, um, quietly, you know. <laughs> no. oh, what are you laughing about? I, I'm laughing because I'm going to have to disappoint you, sir. And sometimes, you know, I enjoy disappointing you. You do? Um, well, it's Seuss's original wife, Helen, was the reason he actually became an artist. Um, in university, she actually encouraged him not to settle for a safe career as a teacher, and she actually pushed him to chase his dreams to become a cartoonist and a writer. What a great woman. So great woman. Seems very supportive. Um, but later in life, though Seuss cheated on her, what? while she was dying of cancer... <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm not laughing. I'm, um, with his wife on the throes of death, Seuss slipped out of the house with a younger woman, a Miss Audrey Stone Diamond, uh, a longtime friend of both the man and his wife. When Helen found out... She was heartbroken, and the pain was too much for her to bear. And in the anguish, she took her own life, and within a year, he married the mistress. I'm speechless. So, hey, this is, so okay, this yeah. is the same Dr. Seuss that wrote Green Eggs and Ham? Same guy. Same guy who invented the words nerd and crunk and almost made our children say the word contraceptive in a book. What? Wait a minute. What? <laughs> Uh, let me let me just tell you this, and you can honestly give me your opinion on him afterwards. Now, um, I'm sure you're familiar with the book Hop on Pop. Oh yeah, have we have it upstairs? My daughter loves it. Yeah, well, actually, according to his editors, um, the original manuscript was supposed to say, "When I read, I am smart. I always cut whole words apart." Constantinople, Timbuktu, contraceptive kangaroo why would he do that (laughs) it's a good question Um, maybe because he doesn't like children but honestly as it turned out the editor was reading his work and got really angry and told him that word has to be cut off and sure enough you won't find that in the book now wow okay I'm sure there's an editor's cut or you know a director's cut somewhere okay well I gotta be honest with you my if I'm going to react to this, it's okay. Maybe he didn't like kids. Maybe that you know he cre- he created words like nerd and was a crunk, like the hip hop phrase crunk. Um, that's not such a bad bad thing, I guess. But once you cheat on your wife, she murders herself because you cheated on her, and she you, you did it while she was you know on the throes of death on her deathbed, um, dying from cancer, and it was a family friend. I guess I would probably fight him right now if he walked in. Well. Let me leave you with one last impression. I don't like the books at all. Um, when I tried to read them to Liam uh, about a year ago, 
honestly, I got angry reading them because he just makes up words that make no sense. He tries to rhyme where he doesn't need to rhyme. It got irritating. But also, I don't like the artwork. It really throws me off. And honestly, one little final fact about him. Did you know he actually agreed to do write kids' books so that he could write books about sexy, naked ladies? Okay, you've gone too far. I don't believe you. Nah, I, I, I know, I know. You think that. But uh, it just so happened that... Um, oh, right here. I'm trying to think. Uh, he dabbled in erotica beforehand. And earlier, he, con uh, he contributed art to the Bedroom Companion, a comic book showing, or a comic showing a lonely, lust-filled woman struck on an island with a young boy who protests, It's not my fault, I'm only 13. What? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he was sure that, you know, this was his destiny, to create these erotic novels of, of his. And as a condition of his contract, Seuss insisted that they let him write adult books first. Uh, okay. Uh, the Seven Lady Godivas was actually a book that he wrote. A story about seven naked ladies. Nearly every page of the book featured another picture of a naked lady drawn by Dr. Seuss in the exact same style that he wrote in his cake books. And that what always made me feel uncomfortable, I guess. Oh, that's creepy. Uh, not knowing that and seeing that, I'm like, you know what? That explains why I never liked him. Wow. Okay. So, well, yeah. if you um, we, we need to edit this episode and put a disclaimer that um, <laughs> if you like Dr. Seuss or your kids are listening, t t you know, point them away from the from the computer or whatever and don't listen. Yeah, I mean, it it is a shame that a guy who a lot of people grew up with uh, idolizing him and reading his books and celebrating Dr. Seuss Day and everything like that, eating green eggs and ham, you know that you have to hear stuff like this. It's unfortunate. I feel like people still don't know, like, they're going to listen to this podcast and be like, what? Just like I was. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's it was one of those shocking things that when I came across it, I'm like, you know what, we got to talk about this on one of our episodes. And sure enough, you led me into it. But, you know, at least we still have celebrities that we can idolize. Like, for instance, America's dad. Bill Cosby. Like, there's no way that this guy can go wrong. I mean, he created Fat Albert. He created Little Bill. Uh, the Cosby Show ran forever, and it was so successful. It was He was a great father figure in the show. There's no way like someone like this could turn America against him. Well, I hate to burst your bubble this time, but uh, uh, Cliff Huxtable, Dr. Huxtable... Uh, in the last five years or so, he's been accused by more than 60 women of sexual assault. Wait a minute. Did you say 60 women? Well, the accusations, dating back to the 60s, the accusations include uh, sexual assault, rape, drug-facilitated sexual assault, child abuse, uh, sexual battery, and sexual misconduct. Dear um, God, are you serious? Yes. I'm, <laughs> I am serious. The, that is... Um, very shocking to anyone who didn't know. I mean, this is Bill Cosby, right? America's dad, Cliff, Cliff Huxtable. Uh, he's he was the class, wholesome, loving, class act. Um, the Cosby Show, right? Yeah. I mean, he paved the way for lots of African American um, actors, and um, his civil rights. You know, uh, he was a civil rights activist, and the, the, his political stance. Um, Everything pointed to this guy, this man being one of the greatest men to ever live. Yeah, this guy. However, I, I mean, <laughs> this guy. I gotta say this. Like, it's, he has over seventy honorable degrees from universities. And just I'm a quick just side reading note. this now that you've told me about this. Ever since he was accused of sexual offenses, or after his conviction itself, that they all were were revoked. Quick side note. Um, he got his doctorate degree in education in 76 from UMass, which the University of Georgia, we played them in football today. We played them um, this morning or this afternoon, 4 o'clock, I guess, this afternoon, and we won. Um, anyway, yeah. So, so is that a good feeling? Be, like, could you translate that to the episode and you know, be like, you know what? That's sticking it to you, Bill Cosby. 
yeah, but there's a lot of other people from UMass that were really good. Or at least we think, right, until the stuff comes out about them. Yeah, it's, um, this is shocking. I mean... So, okay, so you think out of 60 women, so there's got to be, what, 60 cases? Yeah, you know, that's, think. Well, out of the uh, 60, because of it, it did happen in the mid-60s, um, the statute of limitations was up, so most accusers couldn't really um, act on their accusations directly. So... Um, but really, some of their stories did did help um, kind of paint the picture of who this guy was, right? So um, he was found guilty recently, um, like, like a year ago, maybe two years ago at this point, um, on three counts of aggravated indecent assault and was sentenced to three to ten years in prison. But still, even then, with 60 women, you got to think, like, who is the Illuminati after him? Like, 60 is a lot. I mean, that's a lot of women. I mean, that's crazy. That's almost too much. But... Um, in 2015, the court records that were sealed were unsealed and released. And in Cosby's testimony, he admitted basically that um, he, he had lots of casual sex with lots of women, and um, he used he specifically used a sedative drug, um, and he said he dispensed it. He literally admitted it. So um, after that, I pretty much believe he's a lifelong predator. Um, and honestly... During the first conviction, like, things got turned over. Like, he technically walked away free, correct? He did. He did. It was a... It was based, kind of based on the whole, um, where's your proof type deal. And then a lot of people still gave him the benefit of the doubt because, again, he was, like you said, America's dad. Well, it's funny because I do remember this story. I do kind of remember this now. And I know that... Uh, there was a thing going around that he was going to go to places like universities and talk to talk to young men and preach to them how to truthfully respect and treat a woman. <laughs> Which, when I talked to uh, I talked to some coworkers at the time when this happened, and I said, "That's nearly as bad as O.J. Simpson writing a book called If I Did It." Wait a minute, what did O.J. Simpson do? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, he just ruined, kidding. He ruined the Ford Bronco for everybody. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, but Bill Cotton, this was such a shock to people, especially in the African-American communities, because, again, he paved the way for so many people. I mean, he was he received the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2002. Um, he hosted that, that really you know, funny, innocent kids comedy show, um, Kids Say the Darndest Things. He wrote a book called Fatherhood that helped many new fathers um, figure out kind of the roadmap to uh, to fatherhood, right? Mm-hmm. Um, everything, everything, even his dissertation um, at UMass was about his Fat Albert series, his uh, animated series that helped teach children in elementary schools, um, gave a lot of money to charitable organizations. And there's a rumor that he paid for the PA system that Dr. Martin Luther King used um, to give the I had a dream speech. So, uh, well, he was a good guy, apparently, except for his sexual deviance. Well, it's actually funny, because, um, and it's not funny, but I guess this is slightly humorous in the fact that the only reason that he, uh, that all of this came to light, because no one knew about this stuff. I mean, yes, it hadn't been mentioned, but it was so badly swept under the rug. I mean, it felt like a Harvey Weinstein kind of situation. But honestly, it, the only thing I can I can tell you is, did you know he tried to buy CBS? I don't know that. And CBS is like, no, we can't let this guy, you know, buy this. We have to do something about it. And sure enough, they had all this dirty information that they want to bring to the surface. Wow. And when was what year was that? Um, I want to say it was. Like right before it all went down? I think right before it went all went down. I don't yeah. remember. But honestly, you're talking about Bill Cosby. Cosby Show, Little Bill, uh, Fat Albert. Hey, hey, hey! It's Fat Albert! He had all his comedy specials. I mean, that guy had money. So you know he could have bought a large section of CBS. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, probably a controlling um, amount. Yeah. So, then it's... Uh, just a little information about Hollywood. Uh, they know stuff until they're ready to use it. 
So okay, so let me ask you a quick question. This is the last thing I'll say about Cosby. Okay. Um, are you a Dave Chappelle fan? Uh, I am. Yes, I am. Have you seen his um, his his a couple of Netflix specials um, on Netflix right now? I don't know if you've seen any of them. No. But it's I like his return because he he'd be kind of disappeared for a while. Mm-hmm. Well, he has a, um, a a spot about the Cosby allegations, and um, this is this is a quote right here. He says. Um, it's like if you heard that chocolate ice cream itself had raped 54 people. Right? Of course, you love chocolate ice cream. Um, <laughs> That's horrible. Then he recounts, the, he, then he, in the same special, he recounts some of Cosby's accomplishments um, that meant a lot. Um, like he was the first black man to win an Emmy on TV. Uh, he made the cartoon with black characters, finally having like accurate facial proportions um, because before they are kind of caricatures. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, let's see, he... Um, just was highly respectable, right? Um, and he says, you know, of course he mentions the, um, that's where I learned the Martin Luther King thing. There's a rumor that Martin Luther King Jr. Um, basically got don- you know, had donated to him a PA system that Cosby uh, gave him um, for his, I had, you know, his famous I Had a Dream speech. And then um, Chappelle finishes the segment. I think someone can correct me probably, but he, somewhere, he probably, I think he does finish the segment, but he says, this exact phrase right here. He says, he rapes, but he saves, and he saves more than he rapes, but he probably does rape. Oh my God. <laughs> that's that's uh, the Dave Chappelle segment. Um, but, I mean, the whole point is, many people, especially in the African-American community, felt like it was a, like this huge fall from grace by Bill Cosby was, it felt personal to them. Well... Okay, well then, let us at least support ourselves. Like, if we're going to be keep talking about actors that, actors and celebrity figures, writers, anybody like that, who truly is, uh, you know, falling from grace, let's at least talk about somebody, let's find somebody to make us feel a little better. For instance... How much do you love the Mad Max movies? Oh, I mean, Mad Max movies are like, I don't know. Besides going out and slaughtering a goat, <laughs> I feel more like I feel like a man when I watch the Mad Max movies. You know? Uh, yeah, the Mad Machismo, Max. The, um, oh my god! You know, the Patriot, like movies like that were just so awesome. I'm glad we had somebody like that. Wait, wait, hold on. Oh no, I did it again. I pulled. Is that a Britney Spears song? I think I did it again. There we go. Insert <laughs> clip. <laughs> um, Wait, okay. What happened? I just realized I'm talking about somebody that had issues. That fell from grace. Wait a minute. Are we talking? We're talking You're about... You're not talking about the um, the guy who won the Academy Award for Best best Actor and Director for um, mm-hmm. multiple times, and he's, we won... Um, what would it see? The Golden Globe, yeah, Golden Globe and Academy Award for um, his historic, epic, uh, uh, historical drama Braveheart, right? Nineteen ninety-five. Unfortunately, that's who I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, you had Braveheart, you had The Patriot, you had stuff that he directed, such as Apocalyptica, Passion of the Christ. I mean, this guy did huge movies. Like he, I remember growing up just loving some of this stuff. And I just forgot completely about the fact that this guy had serious issues. Going, you know, at least all the way back to 2002 for this article, who said that he started drinking at the age of 13, and he had really good highs, but some very low lows. (laughs) Wait a minute. You're talking about the, the guy from Lethal Weapon? Yeah. Um... Gibson was actually banned from driving in Ontario, Canada for three months in 1984 after rear-ending a car in Toronto while under the influence of alcohol. He retreated back to his Australian farm for over a year to recover, and he continued to struggle with drinking. Despite this problem, he still gained a great reputation in Hollywood for his professionalism and his punctuality. But wait a minute, he 
put himself out there. He risked like his reputation because he's such a big Christian, right, to bring us the passion of the Christ. You're right. Um, he is, except for the other scenario where, and I'm going to quote this, and I'll edit what I need to quote, but in uh, July 28, 2006, Gibson was arrested by Sheriff Deputy James Mee of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department for driving under the influence while speeding in his vehicle with an open container of alcohol, which is illegal in California. According to a 2011 <laughs> article in Vanity Fair, Gibson first told the arresting officer, my life is over, I'm effed, Robin's going to leave me. According to the arrest report, Gibson exploded into an angry tirade, and when the arresting officer would not allow him to drive home, Gibson climaxed with the words, Thing Jew, the Jews are responsible what? for all the world wars, are you a Jew? <laughs> so he's an anti-Semite. Okay, cool. Yeah, a little. This is this seems very anti-Semitic. Can you can you be a little? Is that like can you be like oh I'm just a little anti-Semitic? Um, just a little bit. The, the rest report was leaked to TMZ, and then um, Gibson did release two different apologies through his publicist and a uh, televised interview with actually Diane Sawyer. He affirmed the accuracy of his quotations. He further apologized for this despicable <laughs> behavior, saying that he uh, that the comments were blurted out in a moment of insanity and asked to meet the Jewish leaders to help him discern the appropriate path for healing. After Gibson's arrest, his publicist said that he entered a recovery program to battle his alcoholism, which, didn't we just say that he was dealing with this back in 1984? I don't think anything's working. I have a feeling that he needs to get some new people in his life. Well, I there, mean, there's no way they can get worse from this, right? There's absolutely no way. You would think that. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> the word, okay, it could, okay, it could get worse if he started t calling out maybe blacks or gays. Yeah. That's the only way it could get worse. You're right. Um, ironically, yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, in 2010... Wait a minute. In 2010, Gibson had been recorded during a phone call with Oksana Grigoria... Uh, Gr I'm sorry, I can't pronounce her name. This is insane. Grigorieva, suggesting that if he... If that if she got raped by a bunch of African Americans, uh, she would be to blame. Gibson was barred from coming near Gregoria uh, or their daughter due to domestic violence-related restraining order. The Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department launched a domestic violence investigation against Gibson, which later dropped when Gibson pleaded no contest to a misdemeanor battery charge. Um, okay, so. So you would seems think to me that he has a problem with alcohol, <laughs> Jews, and African Americans. And just talking in general. Like this. Oh, he's a problem with talking. Okay. Okay. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got a quick question for sure. you. I want to back up just for a quick second. Sure. Um, I you know, you know me. I pull up Wikipedia and just look up look up stuff. So I just pulled up Wikipedia and um, I was looking at the Oksana Grigorieva blah 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 yeah. whatever her last name is. Same. Um, Raped by a... She didn't say African-Americans. No. He said something else. I made this as clean and safe as I could there. Okay. Um, it is we're not trying to keep this. Word. We're trying to keep our uh, non-rated R rating. Yeah. On our podcast here. Um, you would think that after all of this, there's no way someone like this could come back. Right? I mean, to come out in public... And state these things and go on TMZ and come all the way across that this is who he is. There's no coming back for this person, right? Right. Well, you would think that. However, uh, actually in 2014, he came back. Have you ever heard of the movie called Hacksaw Ridge? I've heard of it, not seen it. Well, it's a World War II drama based on the true story of a conscientious objector, Mr. Desmond T. Doss, played by Andrew Garfield. Uh, the film uh, premiered in September 2016 
and uh, had rave reviews. It was one or not, or it has been one or nominated for many awards, including the Global Globe nomination for Best Picture, Best Director for Gibson, Best Actor for Garfield. Uh, Hacksaw Ridge was also nominated for Academy Award for the Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Sound Editing, Best Sound Mixing, and Best Film Editing. The film grossed $164 million worldwide, four times oh, wow. its production cost. Awesome, so he bounced back. So, this horrible, anti-Semitic, racist drunk. It's like, hey guys, <laughs> I'm sorry for what I did. Um, let me go make an, another awesome Academy Award winning movie. It's insane. Hexar Ridge. It this it's just people putting all the bad stuff that happened back in the back of their heads so they don't have to think about it and just let him keep, you know, doing the good stuff that he once did. That's astounding to me. Just okay, if you guys are if you're listening to this, don't don't Google Mel Gibson quotes because I just did that. <laughs> and um, I'll just I'll just say the first one that popped up for me said um, um, after after making uh, where is it at? Uh, uh, making homophobic comments um, after the movie Braveheart, uh, and he was quoted in '99 with saying, "I shouldn't have said it, but I was tickling a bit of vodka during the interview," and the quote came back to bite me in the ass. Who says tickling a bit of vodka? <laughs> Give me a break. This guy's insane. He is his character in. Um, uh, Lethal Weapon. He he's uh, Martin Riggs. Uh, yeah, he's absolutely insane. He's a drunk, Martin. Riggs. Yeah. Um, wow. So okay. So it's crazy. What that, an episode, man. Yeah, that's um. You've got to start telling me what we're talking about before, because you broke my heart in the beginning. Yeah, um, I think you just spun off, and uh, we kind of just went directions that we didn't expect. Um, honestly, I think this is more research than I've ever done on this show. Yeah? <laughs> Would you spend five minutes looking up something? It's five minutes and then just sitting on that site reading it. It's, I mean, it's fascinating, honestly. I think in our culture, we're obsessed with fallen idols in a way, right? Because we, 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 we idolize celebrities like, like they're these gods, right? And then when something happens to him, we, I mean, it's such a fall from grace. It's like an angel got its wings ripped off. Can you at least think of a celebrity that we can honestly finish this episode off by saying, oh, thank God we had somebody like this in our life. Someone that was nice. Someone that um, was great to the fans. Did well, like important work in their life. Can you think of anybody? Because honestly, this slightly has become a downer episode. Well, um, I think we can actually go back to your um, top ten movie, you know, guilty pleasure movies, and um, I think Will Smith probably fits into that category, right? The, if he didn't Wild, make Wild Men West. in Black too, then I would completely agree with you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Hancock. Oh my God. And he is so uh, Scientologist too Hancock. now. Okay, <laughs> I'm depressed. Let's we can't we can't go forward. That was our last episode of This Is Getting Old, fellas. Uh, appreciate you listening. <laughs> Number 19. We got 19 in. That was good. That was a good run. Oh, my God. Well, I hope people like this. Um, we can do more like this in the sense of just talking about fallen celebrities, whether we talk about sports athletes, because honestly, uh, we could do an entire episode purely on the 2005 season of baseball. Can I do a quick honorable mention for fallen fallen idol celebrity? Sure. Okay, I was back in like God, what is it? Oh, fourish. Um, let's see. When was when was George W. Bush elected? Was that two thousand? Two thousand, yes, yes. Okay, two thousand one, two, three, four, two thousand and four ish. Um, you had like the Democratic primaries. I was just, I was a huge John Edwards fan. Oh. And. He was such like he was the perfect guy to me. Like he was like the, um, I mean he was like like JFK, you know, reborn and um, it was so awesome. 
and then I don't want to get too much into it because I know we're kind of hot on time here, but he really let me down. And I believe he has a similar story to um, Dr. Seuss where his wife was um, fighting cancer and he cheated on her, something like that. But um, I know that, I know that he, a good thing he didn't win the, um, the nomination because that came out a couple years later. Um, first of all, running late, we are 45 minutes right now, or 44 minutes right now. And we touched like an hour fifty four during our last recording. So, but you got on to us. You got on to me, and since you're the boss, you got on to me for us going long. So, I, honestly, I don't to be care. Better. I don't care if we run long, as long as it's a good episode with great content that we can just keep pushing. If we have a two hour since long the episode, boss, then I I'm just, sorry. Yeah, I but thought that we were. That's fine. Okay. As long as I'm entertained. Okay, well, I'll sing hours. and dance if you want me to. <laughs> I can sing and dance. I will. I mean, I can't really. I can do it. I can't. Not, it's not good. You can sing. But I, I don't will. recommend dancing just because we're not a visual medium at this juncture. Just saying. We'll start, we'll start releasing some behind-the-scenes stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I was just filming some stuff to give you guys an idea of... Uh, how we record, so I might throw that on our uh, Discord page, and when uh, we're officially ready and ready to push the Patreon and everything like that, then uh, we'll be there. Before we end the episode, I did want to do a quick shout out. This is a shout out to um, my good friend Chadwick, Chadwick Miller. Bozeman? He's um, oh. really involved on on um, on Facebook, and he's. Um, He's been a good supporter. He sends me good feedback about like what's what's good, what's funny, what seems like it didn't work to him. Um, and we're just trying to get better. And we're trying to provide content that works. And my shout out to Chadwick is about the beer that I'm drinking right now, the Southern Tier Creme Creme Brulee. Mm-hmm. I believe he told me it was his favorite beer of all time. At least Southern Tier is his greatest brewer, his favorite brewery of all time. Maybe we can have an episode about about that um, and bring him in here, but. Um, Chadwick, appreciate your feedback, and um, I'm enjoying this beer for you. Honestly, I think uh, if it's Chadwick that I'm thinking of, then maybe we should bring him on for a uh, Star Wars episode. That's, that's exactly what we need. He he will talk circles around me. I, he's actually still mad at me for saying that Lord of the Rings is better. But, I mean... Uh, I digress about I that. I mean, as a franchise it is. Come on. There's no lie about that. As everything it is, writing, for, never mind. He's gonna get even more mad at me. He's gonna he'll, he's gonna show up at my house and like ring the doorbell, ding dong. I open the door. Hey, Chadwick, punch me in the face and just walk, just leave. Um. Well, let's go with this. Uh, we've had some new stuff going on recently, and we'll, we'll uh, hopefully it won't interrupt with anything. As long as we still get a day of recording in, we'll have roughly five days to edit our episodes. And I've been working with Clark recently. We're going to be learning how to edit for him so that if I ever slack and I need help, then I can bring Clark in to you know, take care of us. So uh, I actually just got I can't promoted wait. Uh, with my company that I work Woo-hoo! for. So the only issue... Thank you, sir. Thank you. The only issue is that I will be working nights, which uh, means I'll be recording. Usually, typically, I edit on Sunday nights, but now I will be working Sunday nights. So that'll throw my re- editing time off a little bit. So luckily, if we absolutely have to, and I'll push it off, um, I can send it to Clark, and Clark can do his, his magic, and we'll, uh, we'll work on what we need to do to finish the episode for everybody to get it out on Wednesday, or Wednesday morning. See, what John doesn't know is I, I, I'm excited about doing the editing part. I know it takes a lot. It takes a whole lot of time, and I know that, and I appreciate what he's done, and you guys should too, but I'm going to throw in some random, like, like me singing between, like, <laughs> segments, and it's going to be nuts. It's going to be bad. I'm really, sorry. really bad. But I hope it makes you laugh. Yeah, I'm sorry. Did you fun. not appreciate the fact that uh, the episode that our last episode was just you singing the beginning of the episode? Yeah. See, I, I you'd hint around about throwing that in there. I didn't know you were going to begin the damn episode. <laughs> well, like I said, I 
wanted to I wanted to end the episode with that, but I forgot that I promised you that I was gonna put the vasectomy song in there for you, so I'm like, you know what, that's gotta finish the episode. I'll figure something else. Dude, I never heard that vasectomy song. That was funny. I'm that glad is you really appreciated funny. that. Well, um yeah. I got another confirmation from my uh, good friend Kenny Belgrave. This is a shout out. Um, he does really plan on getting a uh, getting into this podcast, and uh, he's been listening to a lot of episodes lately. Um, he gives me a lot of feedback, uh, whether it's disliking some of our comments or adding two cents. I, either way. We appreciate all of that, but bigger than anything, as he's been going back and rewatching the original 1980s Ninja Turtles episode, uh, cartoon. So, I'm so sorry. he's going to be on here for our Ninja Turtles episode. Yeah, that's the goal. I'm sorry that you had to go back and rewatch it. Some of that is great, but I forgot how bad some of the episodes really were. Are you talking about the cartoon? Oh yeah, it's great. Don't get me wrong, I love that cartoon. Dude, that. There are so many, like, they call them, what's it, what's it properly called, filler episodes where it doesn't stick to the original story that they've been telling, so they just spin off and do a random episode to make sure to fill in the release schedule. And some of those episodes are just terrible. But that, I, I digress. i got to be honest with you, dude. I love the Ninja Turtles. I loved the original cartoon, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's, uh, I haven't seen it in a few years, so maybe if I go back and watch them, I'll be like, "What the hell did <clears> I watch?" But thinking, about, like, I have fond memories of it. Yeah, I mean, my friend Dan calls it. Uh, he calls it uh, Supergirl syndrome, in the sense that he grew up loving the the TV or the I'm sorry, the movie Supergirl, and he's t- he's too afraid to go back and watch it because he knows that it does not hold up anymore. So he's, you know, refusing to watch it and keeping the memory of loving it in his head. Speaking of um, Supergirl, what are your thoughts on who's playing Lex Luthor? I'm glad you mentioned this. So, um, before I even say his name, uh, one thing I love about that show is they tend to bring back characters that have played in a Superman movie, TV show, or something like that in the past. For instance, uh, the guy who plays the adoptive father of Supergirl on Earth is Dean Cain, who played Clark, Superman, in uh, Lois and Clark back in the 90s. Like He will always be my Superman. But that, that's, kind of, that's so yeah. cool. Like I love that idea. Well, John Cryer played... Lex Luthor's nephew in a past episode in a past movie if I'm not mistaken it was four right a quest for peace or am I is it yeah it's, it's I, gotta be. I think so yes sir yeah I think it's quest for peace it's so cool and now he's going to be playing Lex Luthor in the TV series I mean I know he's super talented but um, I just I just can't I feel like he's kind of typecasted in my mind I feel like he is the guy on, um, what was that show he was on with Charlie Sheen? Uh, yes, um, why don't you bring in another actor who ruined himself for me, um, Charlie Sheen, uh, uh, that show is called Two and a Half Men. Two and a Half Men, good gosh, I don't know what brain fart deal, but, um, um, honestly, I know a lot of people that grew up in the 80s know Charlie, or know, uh, John Cryer for stuff like Pretty in Pink, but I know him for Hot Shots with Charlie Sheen. Never seen it. Oh, I recommend it. Totally. It, what, okay, what is it called? Hot Hot Shots. Shot? Clark, um, you mentioned to me something about Anchor.com today. Um, I personally, or I think maybe you mentioned it yesterday. Anchor is the site that we use to host our podcast. Um, it's where I upload everything, and honestly, that's where a lot of people do go to for uh, you know, listening to our episodes. Um, what did you have to talk about Anchor? Yeah, so Anchor is um, a real good website. Like, they literally, I mean, they, they help us so much with this podcast. Like, we'll record it, we upload it there, and then when I'm updating the website, um, they make it really easy for you to get the, like, you would think maybe it's, it's difficult to go in there and in, embed um, an episode into a website. 
they make it so easy for that. They also have some other tools. Um, so if you're if you're creating a podcast and um, maybe don't have a website or you do have a website and this is like your means for getting donations um, or people who just want to help support what you're doing, um, they offer they offer a uh, basically like a portal to go in there and and donate to us. Like they and they have options like 99 cents options. Um, and basically, if you go to um, anchor dot and that's a n c h o r anchor dot f m, like the radio dial, right? F m backslash getting old. Anchor dot f m backslash getting old. You can directly support the podcast by just dropping ninety nine cents. Um, there's different tiers in there. I mean, it's not quite like a pay, uh, Patreon where you um, get a big benefit for it. But you do help us, help us um, upgrade our equipment, help us come up with better content, help our website improve, um, all, all of that, right? So um, you can go to our website, you can donate through PayPal there, but um, this is a different, a different medium to do that. And if you look at some of our, look at our plays, by far people listen more on the Anchor FM, or the Anchor website. So if you're there and you're like, man, I, I like what I'm hearing, I love to hear it get better, help, um, you know, feel like I'm part of this, then donate a little bit and we will get better for you. Yeah, um, honestly, I just looked at it and it's 41% of our listeners actually listen on Anchor. It's big. So it's it's pretty big. And I, I think that helps that Anchor does connect to our website, gettingoldpod.com. Uh, I think when they click that, it technically counts as an Anchor play. Yes, right. If you play directly from the website, it counts as an anchor play. Okay. Um, it's an embedded file. Okay, so then there you go. I, I Thank you for letting me know that. I really appreciate that. And looking at this, I just found out today that we are officially at 31 plays per episode. Man, God, was is it like... You guys don't understand. This was such a dream for... I mean, for John, but for me also. I mean, we talk about our goals, our stretch goals, where we want to be... Um, and we've only been doing this, it seems like we've been doing it for a long time, but it's only been a few months. Yeah, we started uh, August 14th, or I'm sorry, September 14th was our very first episode of the new format of this show. Yeah, and so, I mean, we, God, it's crazy to see how, I mean, it, it just seemed like when we first started, when we said, okay, we want to get to, before the new year, we want to get to 30 plays per episode, or maybe it was before end of November, can't remember what your goal, mm-hmm. the goal was, but um, and now we're at that goal. Like that was our base goal. Um, you want to go and talk about our stretch goal? Well, we have a stretch goal, and honestly, we cannot accomplish it without the help of our listeners. So, the stretch goal is that we aim for January first to hit forty-five listens per episode. Now, I know that seems really high because it took between. I think I posted Wednesday or Tuesday about us uh, hitting 30. And it took to Saturday to hit 31. So, yes, it took a couple days. But honestly, that's because um, when I got the promotion at work, uh, my boss, I really appreciate this, uh, Bob. This is a shout out. uh, He posted that we are actually doing a podcast. And if anyone has any interest to listen... Go ahead. And sure enough, I think we got like six or about maybe seven or eight plays after that email. And if that helps create any traffic, that does a lot of work. Now, like I just said, all he did was post that we're in a podcast. And if they have any interest, please listen. So if any of our listeners via the Facebook page, via Twitter, Instagram, anything like that, or maybe just a friendly little person on the street, someone you work with, anybody, if you want to to help us grow, just mention us to somebody, um, whether it be a Facebook post, uh, an email to the company, anything like that. If you anybody would be interested in listening to this podcast, they're really trying to grow some listeners, and uh, I think they're doing pretty well. Um, that helps us so much. Word of mouth means so much. So if you could help us reach 45 plays per episode, we're already getting close there. We're at 31. Um, you know, all we have to do is get close to that 45, and 45 is very possible because I'm looking at it right now. We average 
31 plays per episode, but we have some episodes where we're already at um, 46 plays on our favorite restaurants episode. That's to me, it's so crazy to me. That's our our like most popular episode is our favorite restaurant. Yeah, it's favorite restaurants is number one, uh, followed by I believe Nightmare Before Christmas at forty, and then that makes that makes sense though. I feel like that makes sense because that was the perfect timing for that one. Oh, absolutely. Beginning of October, I yeah. get it. Um, top ten movies was thirty six, followed by Urban Legends and Slashers at thirty five. You know, we really hit those holidays with a good stride. And then um, follow that up with the last episode that we just played, uh, Top 10 Worst Movies We Love. That's 32 episodes right now, and that was just released on Wednesday. So the episode we just did, I'm really sad because I learned a lot about one of my favorite <laughs> authors of all time. But that, that last episode, the um, Top 10 Movies that we basically, we love him, but we probably shouldn't. Um, I, that was such a fun one to do for me. And it was absolutely fun to do I agree if you guys you. if you guys like that kind of stuff i mean i guess you're showing it with what you listen to but um that you know let us know also directly on the on social media um we can do more of whatever you know whatever you like listening to mm-hmm. absolutely so if anybody wants to reach us um you can find us on our facebook group at this is getting old um i believe we're at 75 members and strong uh, we're going we're going pretty good with that. There's been a lot of communication. We've been trying to get uh, a new idea for maybe T-shirt logos. So we've been pitching pitching uh, different ideas for what we can do with that. So you know any feedback really appreciate it. You can also find us at our website at gettingoldpod.com. There you have a couple different options where you could send us an email directly. You can also find our email at gettingoldpod at gmail.com. You can also subscribe to us on our page, as well as you have, you can support us by clicking the at Google Ads, where we can get you know a small percentage of chunk change, really. Um, but really, that that clicking on the ads really means something, as well as a Amazon link. We have an Amazon link that when you click it and you go to purchase something, we actually get a kickback from Amazon. Um, you know, every little thing counts. And, any way that shows that you're supporting us, we really appreciate that, and we will be finding a way to help return the favor to our listeners. As soon as we're able to get you know something off the ground and we can truly look at the best way to reward our listeners, we're going to do so. Yeah, absolutely. And so we're looking into some other things, and um, the website. God, just just visit it. Just just share our episodes like go to if you see us on twitter share if we post an episode if we email you know if you're a subscriber already um and we email you at you know hey we posted a new episode go check it out just and share it just share that like that, yes. that means so much to us and i'll say this too um so my mother listened to an episode and constantly she keeps telling me oh well you know i'm listening on to the website and it just pauses and then all of a sudden i lose the episode and i have to go all the way back and rewatch it and finally yesterday i was like you know you seem to be the only person i know that has a problem with this so i sent her the link to the actual apple uh podcast site and since then i think she hasn't had a single problem but honestly has anyone else had an issue with that because we actually need to know about that because if that's an issue then we need to address that and see if we can fix that so you have no problems. So if you have an issue with that, please let us know. Otherwise, tell us what phone service that you use. That way I can actually send you a proper uh, podcasting app for you to listen to us on. Um, I have uh, uh, I have one on my phone for Google. Uh, it's simply just called, uh, if I can find it here, uh, Google Podcasts. Um, Apple Podcasts is another one, Stitcher, Spotify. Those are some really you know heavy hitters, as well as our Anchor app. If you download the Anchor app, you can find us directly on there. So, you said it well. Um, one final thing. Uh, we recently found out that we're on iTunes. I can't believe I never really mentioned that to many people, but it, we're on iTunes. So if you want to find us on iTunes, go right ahead. And if you could, leave us a five-star review. Uh, we really appreciate that uh that helps us get noticed on iTunes, and that actually allows us to draw traffic into us. So if you go on iTunes and give us a five-star review, we really appreciate that. 
Okay, so I, I have no problem with getting on my hands and knees and begging you guys to support us. But I feel like if you're here right now still listening, you already care. So if you care, help other people care. That's right. Um, that's, that's it. I, and I will beg. I'm not above begging. That's right. I, I will But before we go, can I, can I, we um, sort of skipped over a segment, and I think that was by design. But I do want to tell you kind of what's grinding my gears right now. Oh, uh, you know what? I have no problem. Like, uh, a lot of my stuff has been pretty smooth today, so I got nothing on my plate for that. But let's ask, let's see you, what's been grinding your gears? Okay, so you, you know that I don't, like, as far as super villains go, bad guys, I don't really care much for zombies. I don't think there's any, you gotta have a character arc for me. You gotta be there's gotta be a reason why you became like you you caught a disease and you know whatever. Now you're a zombie. Cool. Well, I got into The Walking Dead a few months ago, and I'm I love The Walking Dead. Well, hold on. If you if you actually care about zombie movies, you can't honestly care about the zombies. Like, okay, that it is what it is. The only reason that zombie movies or shows are good is because they have awesome, like, um, compelling characters in them. And the same can be said for The Walking Dead. I just watched, and maybe you'll remember this, John, because I know you've um, you've watched The Walking Dead at least farther than I have. I'm yeah, I think I watched up to halfway through the fifth season, and then I gave up. Okay, so season four, episode 14, is called The Grove. You mentioned filler episodes before yes um earlier tonight you mentioned filler episodes well so a couple let's see a couple of episodes ago a couple um there are two young girls who were brought in i mean young girls being like like eight and twelve maybe or ten and twelve or something like that were brought into the to the series and this episode was about them and it was so such a terrible like, they've done, you know, you've seen people you care about, right? Characters you care about die. Mm-hmm. Well, they kill off these girls in the worst possible way. These little girls. And I have I have two girls now, so it's, maybe that's part of why this affects me, but what a terrible episode. Like, I almost wanted to quit just because I watched, watched that. I think there's one more in the season. Um, I think there's one or two more. It's either 15 or 16 um, episode season, but... The Grove, Season 4, Episode 14. Look it up. Maybe you'll remember it. Um, if you are a Walking Dead fan, um, you, maybe you're, you know something else that I don't know. That's, you know, you're, you know, Season 10 or whatever they're on now. But what a terrible episode. It's so bad. I, like, I finished that episode. I'm like, what the hell did I just watch? Um, anyway, I'm done. I'm sorry. So, uh, I completely agree. That's a hilarious Thing. I, I haven't thought about that episode in a long time. Um, now, <laughs> before we sign off here, you were just saying you you really don't sympathize with any of the zombies whatsoever? Nope. Well, it's weird. You should watch the movie called Warm Bodies. Um, I just looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes. It's 81%. I own it myself. It is a movie where we actually put in the mind of a zombie. Hold it up. That's the one, that, oh my, I remember the previous set and I was like, what the hell is this? That so, was the one where, like, a girl falls in love with a zombie or something? Yeah, so it has, Oh um, my god, that sounds so bad. It's, it's hilarious. It's got Nicholas Holt, who plays, uh, Beast in the new X-Men movies that's are, that are out. Has, uh, Teresa Palmer. But also, it has John Malkovich. Have you ever seen, <laughs> have you ever seen Being John Malkovich, by the way? Yes, I have. It's, it's what a, a great movie. movie. What a great movie. Um, no, actually, it's not a bad movie. It's pretty funny, and I, I recommend it for anybody that wants to uh, just hear the concept of getting put in the mind of a zombie. It's pretty funny, honestly. Um, it does turn a little twilighty, but in a male perspective, not in the um, I'm a female and I must fall in love with this hot man. So, um, okay, but, to, okay, so. You gotta be. You gotta admit, most zombie movies or shows, zombies are these like. It's not. It's not like they're the same human that they were before. They're brain dead, like just looking for to eat, to eat humans or brains or whatever. No, yeah, I completely don't disagree with that. But that's because zombies have become boring. Because we can't think of any other new idea. Like 
you got to remember zombies. Uh, I think we talked about this beforehand. Zombies used to be aliens taking over animated corpses. Okay, like that's, see, that was way the original idea room. back in the day. It wasn't the dead coming back. And when the dead came back to life, like um, that was a brand new idea. Like we'd never heard of something like that. And that was back in I think the fifties or sixties. So like that was a brilliant new idea. And obviously it's been redone and redone and redone and redone so yeah. many times that there's no other new idea. Like, yeah, you have your fast zombies, you have your slow zombies, you have your smarter zombies, you have your dumb, dumb, dumb zombies. And I think that was the idea of Walking Dead. I really liked the idea because it gave you a, a world where zombies exist, but we're worried about the human story, the human element. And then when zombies are there, like in hordes, they become more terrifying. But one-on-one, -on -one, I just don't care about the zombies. It's just boring. Is it like in The Walking Dead at this point? I mean, it's almost like zombies, you can stick your finger through their brain. Like, you know what I mean? You don't even need a knife at this point. It's like, they're dead. It's easy unless there's like a thousand of them coming at you at the same um, time. Honestly, if you truly want to appreciate Walking Dead, I recommend you actually read the comic book. Um, I have two compendiums of them. Um, they're, uh, they're pretty damn good, I gotta say. Well, okay. So. Um, I guess we can finish the episode by saying this has been getting old. Old. Cause I've heard the time of my life and this is getting old too.